The next stop is Tamworth. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Yes, yes, we welcome you in to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. It is Friday, 17th of August. Thank you all so much for joining us. Hope you're enjoying Britball Week and we have a spectacular interview for you today. We are joined by Coach Scott of the mighty Tamworth Phoenix, the all-conquering, an almighty Tamworth Phoenix, Coach Scott. Um, We talk everything about Tamworth, we talk about all his... All his adventures over here and over in the States as well. Before we do, just to let you know that this is the penultimate stop on our journey in the Britball week. Uh, tomorrow we'll see us final. the final stop being the Sheffield Giants and coach Toby Chesters uh, will be joining us tomorrow so keep your eyes peeled for that. Week two uh, of the NFL preseason is underway. A couple of games got underway last night. Uh, Patriots beating the Eagles. Uh, in pre-season, in the regular season, or even in the... Yeah, unfortunately, they couldn't do it in the Super Bowl last season, but that is always a welcome result. Um, not really too much to uh, else to share. Josh Gordon um, is hoping to, to be back with the team in the next couple of days. Um, so hopefully he can get a few practices in in the last couple of games of pre-season and should be raring to go. Des Bryant, uh, as you will know from our last podcast, was in visiting Cleveland. Uh, he actually left Cleveland without a deal, but it remains to be seen whether or not he finds himself on the Browns next season. Um, I think there's still a bit of interest there, but no deal was worked out when he was in Cleveland. If you want to get in touch with the show, it's at Full 10 Yards on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, for check out our Facebook page too. Uh, head over to our, web, our website, full10yards.com, and check out a couple of pages there. Uh, we, on our blog, we've just finished off the divisional previews, myself and Lee Wakefield. But we've also, uh, like I say, this week has all been about Britball. So on Monday, we had uh, Coach Powells of, of the Bristol Aztecs. On Tuesday, we had Coach Davis, the under-19s coach of the East Kilbride Pirates. On Wednesday, we were joined by uh, Roger Goodgraves, who works behind the scenes um, with, with referees and all of the like. And then uh, yesterday, of course, we had uh, Ben Nuttall, who is he plays does a bit of coaching, does a bit of flag, and is looking off to to do contact next season. So uh, just a bit of a, a player's aspect, a player's view, if you like, of of American football in this country. But today, um, again, like we say, we are joined by a bit of royalty in the in the British game. Uh, I know he he certainly plays that down. Uh, in in the interview, but Coach Scott, uh, if you go onto the Tamworth Phoenix website, I think it's TamworthPhoenix.com, and go over to the adult the adult team coaches, and you can just see his resume. You can see what he's done over the years uh, and his involvement in the American football game. And very very honoured, I suppose, to to ha- be given the chance to interview him. Obviously, saw Tamworth Phoenix uh, demolish the Edinburgh Wolves a couple of weeks back. So yeah, Tamworth Phoenix, obviously one of the big the big guns uh, over in this country in the, in, America, in America football. So I suppose um, rather than me baffling on, should we get should we get into it? 
Okay, we're joined by, uh, should we say, Britball and uh, Britball royalty. Uh, we have a, a two-time vice president of the British American Football Coaches Association, but not only that, we have a member of the British College Football Hall of Fame, uh, and also he is currently the head coach of the Tamworth Phoenix, and we're delighted to have on the show Jason, uh, Coach Scott, as we, we shall call him. Uh, Jason, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing very well. I'm not sure about royalty. If I am royalty, <laughs> maybe like... Five hundredth in the line to the throne, or something. A very minor, a minor duke, or a minor, you know, uh, archbishop, or something. Uh, don't don't, uh, don't don't play yourself down. I, I, in preparation for the uh, for the interview, I obviously went on the the on the Knicks website, and I, I didn't really want to get on the wrong side of you, judged by your picture on the uh, on the website there. So it, it looked like someone's just told you that you didn't make it on fourth and one. Bark is worse than my bite. Let me assure you. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah. So lovely, lovely to have you on and, and, and spend some time talking about obviously Tamworth Phoenix, the all the all conquering Tamworth Phoenix of uh, maybe this year and obviously last year as well. Uh, so it'd be quite good to get uh, a bit of insight into what has made the team the team so good and how you go about uh, you know coaching the teams and whether it differs because obviously you spend a bit of time over in the states as well. Um, quite a, quite a, a, an interesting uh, history that you've had uh, in the game. So I don't know if you just want to start off by kind of just chatting about how you got into American football and obviously your, your ventures up until this point. Yeah, it's it's a it's a story that I've told a lot of times. You know, when I'm in the states, when I'm around, people ask, mm. you know, what do you coach? And I say I coach football. Oh, you mean soccer? No, I mean football. Um, I grew up in the early '90s, uh, late '80s, where I think <clears throat> football in the UK was um, coming to a pinnacle. Um, it was on Channel Four a lot. I watched it as a very impressionable eight, nine, ten year old, um, transfixed by this game I was always into sports I played uh, soccer when I was a little kid and played rugby to a decent level throughout high school but always stayed in touch with football so I think it was kind of the NFL on TV every week Americana across the UK uh, Thatcher at number 10 Reagan in the White House Concord flying to New York the A-team Dallas Dynasty all that sort of stuff and it kind of bubbles up and it permeates uh, the natural consciousness I guess Mm. so I watched it um, went to high school, played rugby at a decent level, like I said. And then when I got to my A-levels, I didn't want to go straight to university. Uh, I wanted to go and do something else. Mm-hmm. And I learned about a, uh, uh, a project called uh, the English Speaking Union, which sent students who had just finished their A-levels to schools in the US and Canada. So I planned to do that, and I got sent, sent to a school called Stansted College in Quebec in Canada. Mm-hmm. And I played Canadian football uh, for the first time in 1998. Um, whilst I was there, I applied to join, go to university and went to Loughborough primarily to play rugby. Yep. But then in my first term, I really damaged my shoulder. So I couldn't you know, play rugby to the standard I wanted to. But I quickly learned that um, Loughborough had an American football team. So I joined the American football team, played there. When Coach Sweeney was a huge influence on my, my career, retired. I took over as, as head coach after one year of coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, coached at Loughborough for six years. Um, in 2008, uh, a friend of mine, Jay Alexander, who I played against, played with, coached with, uh, set up um, the Tamworth Phoenix with Ed Winter, Dave Winter, and uh, uh, some other guys. And so he asked me to come on board as a defensive coordinator. So I did that. So I was coaching, head coach at Loughborough, defensive coordinator at Tamworth um, for four or five years. You get to a level in the UK where the knowledge you have, it's, um, it's, uh, it's a closed circle. If you want to speak to somebody about inside zone or want to speak to someone about double wing or speak to someone about air raid, you're speaking to the same people. Yeah. 
and I'm a big believer being the best version of me that I can. So I wanted to go off and go to the States and, and see how it was done. Mm-hmm. I got in touch with JB Wells at Endicott College, who came over and brought a touring team to the UK, and he invited me back to go to pre-season. And he must have liked what I did because he gave me, they offered me a job the following year. So I spent three and a half years at Endicott College, Division Three, um, in Beverly, Massachusetts. Uh, when that kind of came to an end, uh, I developed a friendship through BAFCA uh, with Jeff Collins, who was the current head coach at Temple University in Philadelphia. He was a defensive coordinator at Mississippi State at the time. So he said, oh, come back and if you've not got a job, come down and, and work with me. So I worked you know, as a quality control assistant um, at Mississippi State for a season, which was phenomenal. Um, after that, it kind of I moved back home. Visas didn't work out. Jobs didn't work out. It, it, a lot of things. It's look. It's look. It's what you know, but it's kind of combination of who you know as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so I came back. Um, James Hossack just recently took over the town with Phoenix um, as the president. He hired Martin Hilton as the head coach, who hired me as the defensive coordinator. And so for the last few years, I've been coordinating the defense at Tamworth. Uh, this last. Winter, I got back into university football, being head coach at University of Nottingham. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of busy. So last year was was huge successful, coordinating a defence for a national championship winning team, mm-hmm. uh, and then winning Division One with University of Nottingham. Um, so that kind of brings us up to date. Uh, we're having a good season. I wouldn't say all concrete because the European games at the start of the season didn't go the way we'd like them to. Yeah. But it, we're always growing, always developing, always looking forward, and. Uh, uh, hopefully with Sheffield on Sunday and, and then the, the semi-final against either London Warriors, London Blitz coming up, we're looking to kind of build on our successes from last season. Yeah, and like I say, it's like, um, reading reading up on obviously your history and, and all the things that you've done, it, it it just shows, I think it just pays tribute to, to kind of how much you put in and, and how good you are because wherever you've gone, you've, you know, you've been part of successful teams um, and successful, you know, not, not, not just defenses, but like say with with Tamworth this year, you've you've put up so you've put up nearly six, I think it's six fifty fifty point games, and you've recorded mul- multiple shutouts. I just wanted to just go back to those the, the, the times where you you spent in the states, Jason, and just to just talk about obviously the yeah. Mississippi State Bulldogs and um, the, the other the colleges there that you said that you you went to. What what, what what's the, the kind of difference over there compared with here? Obviously, we're we're way behind, uh, or maybe you can maybe just kind of articulate what what kind of we need to improve over this way to maybe be competitive football's football wherever you go in the world whether it's Guatemala or uh, Russia or the UK or the US football's football mm. just the moving parts are different yeah I always equate coaching division one football it's like going to a construction site when all you've ever learned to play with is lego bricks okay yeah uh, it's still construction it's still building it's still you know structures it's still you know <laughs> bearing loads and it's still the same concepts are still there it's just done in such a infinitesimally small focus mm-hmm. you know myself and the the other assistant coaches student assistant coaches would stay up all night breaking down films and looking for nuances of how players stood in certain formations what the splits were um where the fullback lined up whether he was outside the the outside shoulder of the the uh, the tackle or I was stacked behind him in a certain formation, mm-hmm. and it's that focus and that drive. You know, there's there's tweaks, and what we're trying to do is when I've come back to Tamworth is is uh, create the same sort of professional defensive playbook and nuances and tweaks, but in a much more manageable 
digestible format. Similarly, when I'm coaching University of Nottingham, I, I want to make sure that we are running a a program that is as professional as any NCA level program. Okay. But understand that we don't practice every single day. We have students who are not scholars. We need to make sure we are tailoring it for our audience. Yeah. So to answer your question, that what do we need to improve the game? I think it's just understanding the game. Okay. Uh, understanding the game comes with the coaching staffs. And mm-hmm. um, I'm hugely fortunate and blessed to, yeah, I've been successful at places I've been, but. I've been successful alongside some really, really good coaches. Dan Smith was our offensive coordinator at Tamworth. Yeah. He's probably the best coordinator in the game, uh, in my eyes at the moment. Um, I've got nothing to do with the 50, 60-point games. You know, I let Dan do his thing. Yeah. Uh, simply when we are at uh, University of Nottingham, Ben Davis uh, runs our defence there. Mm-hmm. And he does some great stuff. Um, I've worked with Martin Hilton and Paul Scherer and, and Andy Sweeney and you know, all, a lot of great, great coaches. Uh, and the staffs that I've kind of assembled or built um, have all understood that we're working towards a shared goal, and I want to make sure we are delegating these responsibilities and these roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my part is, I'm a, a small cog in this this big machine. Yeah. All right. The, the cogs kind of it's a crucial cog, but it's really I, I do very little. Mm-hmm. I make a lot of noise, and you know I'm there as a, as a figurehead. But in terms of Stuff we do at University of Nottingham, stuff we do at Townworth, it's you know, it's the players we have and the coaches we have. Yeah. Um, I just want to make sure we are growing the game as, as coaches. Okay. You know, lots of teams starting up, lots of junior teams, lots of women's teams, lots of university teams. Do they have the coaches? Yeah. Do they have those players who are entering retirement age yeah. who are going to get back into the sport? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's my big concern, I think, with, with British football. It's not professionalism, it's not stadiums, it's not sponsorship although they are factors is educating coaches and getting coaches into the game we have so many teams uh, youth junior flag women's adult university levels but we don't have the, the depth and knowledge in coaching staffs and, and that's what I, you know my part of work my work at uh, Bafco was um, is, is trying to develop those coaches and making sure that coaches have the tools they need to succeed yeah. and it's no accident that the faces that sit at national conventions are the coaches who are continually successful and you had a great conversation with the guys at the uh, uh the aberdeen roughnecks um at this recent convention and it's great to see that they've taken some of the concepts that they've learned not necessarily from me but from the american coaches and the british coaches at convention yeah. and they're implementing them and they're in a national semi-final mm-hmm. um so I want to see that you know you get in what you you put out, uh, you get back what you put in, um, uh, and you know it's, I think coaching's vital. Hmm. Yeah, and I say just while you were, you were speaking there, uh, coach, I just, there was just two there's two questions that kind of come to mind. So the first one is obviously you mentioned in there it's not necessarily about the the money and and all the stuff that goes on obviously, but it is a part of a factor. I just wanted to know maybe know. Um, obviously, do, do you feel that we have the talent in this country? Do you feel that we have the facilities available in this country to, to maybe compete more? Maybe, obviously, we just um, have come back from the international championships in, in Finland, uh, obviously come fifth. But do, do you feel that we have enough talent and the facility here to be able to do better? And it's just a, a case of the, the coaching being more knowledgeable and, and learning uh, off of others? I think we absolutely do. I think... In my opinion of the GB program is is checkered. Uh, I think we do some good things. I also question some of the stuff we do. Yeah. Um, I think we definitely have the athletes. Um, uh, whether the right athletes were selected to to the European Championships is another matter. 
uh, you know, and looking at the the players who are currently kind of developing their game either in Europe, playing professionally, or or in the NFL. You know, we've got maybe five, six, seven guys who are on NFL practice squads. Yeah. Who are you know British? Who are genuinely you know, UK-born athletes who have grown and, and, and learnt the game in the UK? So we do have the athletes. We do have the the ability. It's just coming from such a small source. You know, yeah. a lot of the guys who who are succeeding in NFL have coming from the London region yeah. because you know they've got two powerhouse teams there and the work that uh, um, uh, Coach Moss initially and then um, uh, Coach Anderson are doing at the Blitz and obviously Coach Allen at the Warriors. You know, they they have a great program. They have some great coaches there. Um, we're trying to emulate that in the Midlands with the Phoenix, and we've got guys who have left us to go and play in Europe, and wish wish them all the well. Yeah. Um, the more again, again, it comes back to coaching. It comes back if we have more coaches running a more professional program around the league. I have to believe that we do have the athletes to contribute. Yeah. You know, bigger athletes, linemen are harder to find. Uh, but looking at the athletes on display at European Championships, people like Dan Conroy, yeah. people like Pat Daly, um, uh, people like you know uh, Harry Routledge, uh, the, the 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 athletes are there. Um, we just need to make sure we put them in a position to succeed, and that's what coaching is. It's putting players in a position to succeed. Yeah, yeah. It's only um, doing say doing my prep for for the interview here. Is Dan Cornwell was a name that I I saw pop up in a, in a few places. Obviously, he scored um, in in the uh, over in Finland. So it was um, yeah. I certainly know who you mean with with Dan there. But the the other question I had for you, uh, Coach, was just about. Um, so I, I just wondering if you could fill in some blanks for me. So the university game, uh, I'm not really too familiar with. So it's just about you know maybe giving us a bit of insight into kind of how new, how the university game is conducted. How how it's played and whether or not you know is there any crossover into the adult game uh, and you know it, I assume it's just everyone that goes to the university can take part in the team but then kind of when they finish university you know what's kind of the route then for them afterwards do they just join an adult team or do they if they if they want to pursue it there is a, a, a huge amount of cross-pollination to be fair between university teams and and, and uh, senior league teams okay. um, if I use Tamworth as an example I think a lot of our athletes our current students, whether at University of Birmingham, Loughborough University, University of Nottingham, Warwick University, Coventry University, University of Leicester, um, we do pull on um, some of those players. Pat Daly, for instance, uh, started at quarterback for me at the University of Nottingham. He's obviously the starting quarterback at the time of Phoenix. Uh, we have uh, a number of uh, younger players coming through. Dan Rayburn, who was a, a Kent Exiles youth a junior player, and then went to University of Leicester, and whilst he's in the Midlands, he's looking for a team to play for. He comes down the road to the town of Phoenix. Okay. Um, Elliot Walters, standout running back for the University of Birmingham, is also our, our running back at, um, at the Phoenix. Uh, and then it goes kind of further than that. I, when I was the head coach at Loughborough University, I had players like uh, James Hossack, uh, Adam Hope, um, Ben Davis, all of which are now currently playing for the Phoenix. Okay. So there is that cross, you know, as I use the word cross-pollination, that you know, players do do both at the same time. Some players are playing 12 months a year. Mm. Um, the university game is thriving, particularly at the higher level. So the Premier League, there's 10 teams. In the Premier League, there's five in the north and five in the south. Yeah. A lot of the, the British universities at the highest level offering scholarships now. So last year... University of Nottingham were fortunate to have five American scholars come over who had played at a high level in the US. 
Um, and again, we've got five or six coming over this year. Um, Durham University, same deal. Derby, same deal. Sterling, same deal. Leeds Carnegie um, had a couple of scholars, I think. Uh, and in the South, you know, Birmingham University have got a great tradition, great coaching staff. They're really successful, as with the University of Hertfordshire. Uh, so the university game is thriving and there is money in there and, and we are bringing scholars over to help grow the game and develop the game. And what I found is, yes, we have a full coaching staff at the University of Nottingham, but these scholars coming over and sharing their experience with players who have never played the game before. Mm. Our recruitment is, you know, our fresh as fair. You know, we're currently planning now our, our opening term and it will be fresh as fair. You look like you're athletic. Do you want to come and try American football? So we'll have a taste today. 100 people come down, maybe 40 or so will stick at it. And then we embed them into our existing team with some experienced veterans and some uh, some guys who play the NCAA ball. And we move through the season there, mm. um, which is really good for the British game. I think university football is where a lot of players start the game. Again, okay. looking at the, the Tamworth team, yeah. um, I would say... 80% of the current Tamworth roster started their American football experience at universities around the Midlands. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I say I didn't really say for for someone such as myself who didn't really know much about the university game. That's quite interesting to know that the you, know, you get the filter through there. So I might um, I live over but near Sterling, so I might go go down and uh, catch a Sterling game um, in, yeah, in the next couple of weeks or so. Um, do they do they play on a, on the Saturdays? No, so the university university season starts in the winter. So that runs concurrent with the NFL season. Oh, so okay. Pareto at, at, at Sterling Klansman and before him, Coach Hall run a really good program, very professionally run program up at, at Sterling. And, you know, they do great things. Uh, Coach Laird at Edinburgh, Napier Knights, again, same deal. He mm-hmm. runs a very good program. Um, and there's a lot of good football in, in Scotland at the university level. Yeah. Um, it, I'm, I'm, I would, I'd love to say I enjoy the journeys north of the wall. Sometimes <laughs> it's, it's, it's tougher than I'd like it to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of good, I mean, good university, good young football. I mean, uh, things that uh, Coach Paul in Highland Wildcats does now, it's a youth and, and junior programme. You know, the setup they have there is phenomenal. Um, the stuff that Coach Davis does and uh, at the, uh, the the Pirates, the East Cabrera yeah. Pirates, and they've got the Hamilton Buccaneers. Yeah. Some really good youth and junior football uh, setups in Scotland and some, some great universities up there as well. Yeah, I mean, we, we had uh, Coach Davis on uh, earlier in the week uh, talking about, obviously, he does the under-19s there, and he, he was a very passionate uh, very passionate coach in in. in getting this the standard raised obviously uh, over over here on these shores so what what does the the next couple of years kind of hold then for either the, you know, the university game or the the adult game here is it is as well a point of getting the the youth and the juniors uh, up in up in standard as well and get the uh, get a bigger pool to choose from i suppose it's growing the game as a, as a whole um, throughout the UK, and I think it starts with awareness. The more you're aware of something, the more you're likely to to be involved in it. The yeah. Phoenix are just started with a junior team yeah. uh, this this next year. We already have a youth team, under 17s team, mm-hmm. uh, and under 19s team, and I fully realised that you know some of those players, those under 17s, under 19s teams, may not go on and play for the senior team mm-hmm. because they may go away to university, yeah. move to Brighton, move to London, move to Bristol, move to Newcastle play for that university team and choose to stay there and live there. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 not growing the the program or the team or, or developing our senior program. It's about developing football. It's about 
making sure we are sharing experiences. And at Tamworth Phoenix, we pride ourselves on running things the right way and making sure that the players um, who come and play for us have a quality experience. And we want to make sure that these players who are accessing the sport stay in the sport. I think that's so vital and such an under um, valued aspect of, of the coaching process in the UK is yes, we're playing. Yes, we're, we want to win games, but let's make sure these people who are accessing the sport from an early age or at universities are staying in the sport and they're getting a good experience and they're not being turned off by a negative experience with whether it be coaching, whether it be socially, whether it be through facilities mm. or uh, game management. <clears throat> Let's make sure they stay in the game. Mm. Um, I'm proud to say that I think the Loughborough teams I've been part of, the University of Nottingham team from last season and the, the Phoenix teams I've worked with have retained players in the sport and they've gone on and, and coached and done some great things. Yeah, yeah. Loughborough obviously well known for their for their sport um, in, in quite a lot of different areas. Um, I had a friend that used to go to Loughborough and I visited up there and their facilities were were top top of the range obviously when I went there which was probably about a decade ago now so I, I assume it would still be the same because they're very uh, held in very high regard yeah absolutely the University of Loughborough it's great it's great I mean I think it almost works the other way with American football at Loughborough University is that because it is you know they are elite at so many sports maybe American football falls slightly further down the pecking order than you know um, the University of Nottingham uh, or uh, Derby University or University of Hertfordshire or somewhere like that so, um, yeah, we're, we're very blessed at the University of Nottingham to have a really supportive uh, sports association and athletic union who give us what we need and give us money for scholarships and give us the practice hours and, and really support the coaching staff and what we're trying to build there. Yeah, absolutely. And so just, a, just a rookie question before we kind of move on to more Tamworth-focused uh, uh, stuff. Is it the, the, the university game or the college game, is, is there any slight maybe rule differences between that and the adult game or is it is it intended to be quite similar so that when they do a transition there's you know you don't get confused about what roles you're playing if you if you end up playing both? No, we play we play the same rules. All sport is run in the UK is run by BAFA which follows the NCA football rules. So okay. everything's the same. Um, uh, same referees a lot of the time so I, I'm a known face amongst our Zebra community yeah. um, because I see them 12 months a year um, and I've got some good, really good relationships with some of the referees and some not so good relationships with some referees <laughs> uh, it's, a, uh, it's good you brought that up actually James I remember when I was at the, the Edinburgh Wolves game and you were there and uh, I, 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 I remember this probably the first of my life that uh, one of the, I think it was one of your players that went down but you I think one of the other players on the team was a medic or a, a safety yeah. guy and then the referee threw a flag because obviously he wouldn't, wasn't giving him any space and it was, was it you that was coming onto the pitch and uh, giving it the Hail Mary uh, it was. It was. I am never knowingly uh, under vocalised. I will. I will always express my emotion. Um, I wear my heart on my sleeve, yes. and uh, I think that the big, the big thing that irritated me at that point is, and we got, we do have some phenomenal referees, and yeah. I kind of have a bit of a laugh with it. But we do have some some great officials in this game, and mm-hmm. we couldn't play the game without them. My my point, my bone of contention was. The referees are there to officiate the game yeah. and to keep players safe. Yeah. Um, our medic couldn't have any support because he was supporting the person's neck. We have a medic on the sideline who went to support yeah. and we got a flag to it. It's just common sense, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's how you obviously watching... Been, so I've only been to four or five games over here and it was just, it was just 
quite uh, it's quite a spectacle to watch it all going on. Obviously, I, I I saw the side obviously that you saw as well. Um, but obviously, not knowing that a player was was the medic, obviously made it a bit more cloudy. But yeah, no, that was quite uh, that's quite a quite a couple of five minutes that one. But um, yeah, so yeah. How, how do you? We had um, Roger Goodgroves on the on the show a couple of days ago as well. Obviously, he helps with the scheduling of the referees, and he was telling us about the journey of. You know, if someone was interested in becoming a referee, what you have to go through and, and uh, what you need to do in order to be uh, a, a referee in the country for for American football. How do you how do you find the officiating from a standpoint of the standard of it and also the respect from from the players? Um, I, I compare the officiating to the, the coaching situation. Is that we've got some very excellent officials in, in the UK. Yeah. Uh, some guys who I see arrive and go, we're going to have a great game today. And I'm sure the officials see the same thing. They see who they've got on their ledger and go, OK, we're going to have a, a, a tough game today or a challenging game today. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some of them say that when they see they've got the Phoenix or the University of Nottingham when they know I'm going to do It's just consistency. Um, like I said, we've got some phenomenal refs, you know, and you know, I, I have some you know, friends who, who officiate and we have a good dialogue and we always communicate. Um but yeah, it's just that making sure there's that training, and that's my next level. I think you know, coaching needs to be improved, refereeing, officiating needs to be improved in order to grow the game because that's part of, in the same way, negative experiences for yeah. players. We want to make sure they are growing the game and they're not being turned off by an experience. Yeah, and there's a, so a further point onto that with in terms of negative experiences. Obviously, fan fans as well. Um, so I, I've been I went to my first football game over at East Kilbride earlier in the year. And as a, as a first experience, there were there were a couple of things that I wasn't obviously quite sure of. Um, so I, just, I, I know what they are now. So for one, one for instance, I was obviously there's no facilities or there's not many places in the country that are able to have a, an American style ga- um, scoreboard and game clock and that kind of stuff. So yeah. trying to keep a, kind of keep keep a track of time was was quite a challenge. And you obviously have to listen out to the referees so that you know their their hands are full from the offset because they can't rely on. On, on a board, so to speak, but obviously, of the the eighty yard the eighty yard pitch is obviously the bane of of American football as well uh, over here. Are there any any other challenges that you find quite frustrating as well from from your perspective, either coaching or or at game day? No, I mean it, it, I, I've been doing this for for five years now, so I'm used to the way the British games run, and you know I've I've been fortunate enough to coach in the states where they have TV timeouts mm-hmm. and where we have huge stadiums and we have you know Ben benefits of of video replay um the experience at last year's britball britball 31 at the worcester six ways i think topped all the experiences i had at got college at mississippi state wow Mm -hmm. uh, through fan involvement and it was so loud and noisy we the time of phoenix brought a great crowd down um to a stadium now you know it was you know maybe 15 20 percent full but the crowd made that day for me. Um, they they were loud. They were supportive all the way through. And at those those big games at the highest level, you are going to get you know the the crowd's involvement, and you do get the 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 the, um, the play clocks, and you do get the scoreboard. So yeah. you just need necessity is the mother of invention in yeah. the UK. And, you know we don't have some of the coaching tools or the stadiums or the facilities. So you just kind of MacGyver it and you figure out a way to get it done. And, uh, and again, it's testament to the administration and and the uh, the coaches who who do get it done, who do put the time in to make sure that 
these players have that experience. Mm. And how, how far do you think we are away from kind of being maybe even halfway there to, to having what we have they have over in the States of like scoreboards and, and uh, dedicated to pitches and so because obviously quite a lot of games are played on uh, and it's drawn over with paint and it's on, it's on rugby pitches, it's on football pitches or, or, or what they have. Are we, are we far away from that at all? I think at the, at the senior le- year level, yeah, we I mean, ooh. We need to compare ourselves not to the NFL, but yeah. to the the Super Serien in 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 Sweden or you know GFL in Germany, okay. um, and making sure that we have a comparable uh, product that you know translates into the European game. Mm. Um, we we play in a, in a soccer stadium uh, with with blue painted lines. You know, we, you know, we've got um, removable posts, and we we've got a pretty good little setup. Um, <clears throat> We just need to make sure that the the money is coming into the sport, you know. And the town of Phoenix, we've got several smaller sponsors. Uh, the London Warriors have several small sponsors. The London Blitz have several small sponsors, and they're the best three teams in the league. Yeah. Um, we struggle to get money in to be able to support the big things we want to do. So it's going to be a slow burn process. Yeah. Um, and with the Baffer board changing, and I know they. There is someone in charge of strategic marketing of the leagues. Maybe we are going to see a little bit more money come trickling down into into um, the domestic leagues to allow us to do more things. Okay. Um, looking at um, the Euro Bowl, you know, tens of thousand people go and watch that. You know, with professional players, people who are paid, and you know, we are a few years away from that. And looking at how the GB program did in uh, in Finland. I think we do have the athletes. I just think we have a little bit of a small town mentality about things, and you know, we prove with Tamworth that you know this is Tamworth, a small uh, provincial town uh, in the Midlands somewhere. If you ask anyone in London where yeah. Tamworth is, I don't think they know where it is. No. But we we turned over the London Warriors and London Blitz in consecutive weeks in this national semi final, national final last year because we refused to be defined by our size. Mm. That's fig- figurative size, and and. Uh, uh, size of program. You know, we are an undersized team. If you lined up like the likes of the Warriors and the Blitz in the sideline in their shorts and us in their shorts, which one of these two teams wins? Well, it's one of the London teams because they are physically imposing their bigger team. Yeah. The thing is, and this is what the British game needs to do, is they need to stop getting caught up on the woe is me mentality. Mm-hmm. You're either a, a victim or you're a survivor. We need to, to develop that survivor mentality and make sure we are building on, on our successes, what we do well. Mm. Um, so the the Phoenix, you know, we're the little engine that could. You know, we've got a, our best running back is a guy who's five foot six and one hundred and twenty pounds. Our quarterback's five ten, and uh, our best outside linebacker is a short guy. We've got guys who don't look like football players, mm. but together the sum of the parts is 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 greater than the individual concept. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll never compare to the NFL, I don't think, but no. we need to work towards compa- competing with the Swedish leagues, the Finnish leagues, the uh, uh, German leagues, the Austrian leagues, the French leagues, um, and to, to build a, a, a program and have a grassroots structure and then a pathway that goes through all the way through uh, British football. Okay.
Yeah, no, it's good uh, good insight to see kind of where the barometer is and where where perhaps we are. So, moving moving back to Tamworth then before we um, before we, we let you go. So Tamworth, obviously, you mentioned there about the Blitz and the Warriors. I, I assume you'll be looking forward to playing one of those come the twenty sixth of of August in the was it semi finals? I think it is, isn't it? Um, I think it's the Blitz looking at the uh, tables. I think I'm not quite sure how the playoffs work, but um, are, you, are you confident? Obviously, you've got Sheffield this week, so I'm sure you're you're focused on that for now. But um, obviously, one eye on on the on the semi final on the twenty sixth, you you confident? You looking forward to that? Yeah, absolutely. We've got obviously got to deal with uh, the Sheffield Giants on Sunday. Yeah. Make sure that we are playing a um, a complete game against them. Mm-hmm. Making sure that um, we take care of business and we need to be you know go about it in a professional and, and efficient manner. And then it's whoever it's the Warriors, or the Gi- uh, Warriors or the Blitz. Now they play this Sunday as well. Yeah. Um, the Warriors are currently undefeated. They hold an eight-point uh, lead, if you will, over the uh, the the Blitz in their two-headed game. Yeah. So if the Blitz go into um, the London Warriors and beat them by ten, then we'll be facing the Warriors again mm. in the semi-final. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll play whoever we play. Um, you get to this stage of the the season and the best teams play the best teams yeah yeah whether it's the Warriors or the Blitz yeah. and I always say I don't care if the 98 Broncos roll into town I still fancy <laughs> our chances yeah. you know we've got a great team a great coaching staff and teams and, and players that just don't quit mm-hmm. so uh, we'll be ready come a uh, week on Sunday to have a rolled into to Pat Meadow um, in in uh, Tamworth yeah, and just for, for those listening out there that aren't uh, don't follow the, the the game so much, so Tamworth nine and zero season so far. Um, have had six six games of fifty or more points, have a four hundred and fifty point uh, scoring scoring difference, and need to just score eleven points uh, in that game versus Sheffield on Sunday to have a, a yearly a game average of fifty points per game, which is just goes to show you how how dominant they have been this season. So just before we get you out, then uh, Jason, just final final point. If you, if we uh, obviously we mentioned about the the younger types of players. So if you if you're a youngster and you're maybe intri- interested or intrigued into into playing, what what maybe tips can you give them uh, to help them succeed and to to get ahead in in the game over here? Well, if you live anywhere around the Midlands, come to Tamworth. Uh, we've got a great program. So that's the first thing. Now, if you're a young athlete and you have aspirations of playing in the NFL, and it, it's great that people of you know, a younger age group can aspire to to be you know great and, and aspire to the NFL. Uh, don't let anyone tell you that you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no right, no business. You know, my year in Mississippi State, I had no right coaching in front of 100,000 people three times that season. You know, I, I coached at Alabama. I was part in Mississippi State, part of the number one ranked team in the nation yeah. um, for four weeks. No, because no one told me I couldn't. So don't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. Work hard. Um, and if it is important to you, you'll find a way. If it's not important, you'll find an excuse. Mm. So eat right, get in the gym, do watch tape, watch film, mould your style, develop your style, not be closed off to uh, any concepts or experiences that are different to your own because you never know you're going to learn from different coaches and different uh, um, schemes and mm-hmm. uh, uh, philosophies. Um, find a local youth team, a flag team, get involved. And stay in touch with the game, and, and keep believing, and keep pushing. You know, we are on a road here in, in the UK to developing British football. Mm. Uh, I know the under 17s and the under 19s team under Coach Henry, they're developing as well. They're looking for games, they're competitive games, 
And the great thing about the GB team winning in Denmark, winning in Finland against Denmark is next European Championship, they will be in Pool A again. Mm-hmm. And we'll be looking to win more than one game and look for maybe a bronze medal game. And then a few years later, looking for the gold medal game. Yeah. It's all about getting the players right, getting the coaching right, and making sure that we are growing this game across the board. Yeah, and I say, if, if any youngsters out there that are listening, I'm, I'm 32 years of age and I went to my first ever NFL, uh, American football training session with a team up here uh, two weeks ago. And so don't, again, don't be put off by age and put off by the fact that you've never played before or, you know, I'm five, seven and, you know, 10 stone, 10 and a half stone. So, uh, and I'm, I'm doing more than enough to, to be able to contribute to that team. So if there's anyone out there that's, is in and are about it, take the plunge and I, I guarantee you it'd be, uh, it'd be the funny, the funniest uh, training session you'll, you'll ever go to. But, um, um- Absolutely. I mean, we've got we've got a couple of players, you know, who are local to Tamworth who have never played the game before before these last two seasons. Chris Harris and Jack Dern, both players are Tamworth locals. They they've never played the game before the adult uh, the adult age group, and they turned up to the Phoenix and gave it a go and gave it the best shot. Yep. Chris Harris in his first year won a national championship. Jack Dern is part of one of the best defenses we've ever had, uh, and they they stick at it and. They, they're willing to continue to try and work hard. And those two guys, it speaks so much of their character and their fortitude and their resilience to to join a team at the peak of the game. Yeah. And everyone, every single team, we're such a small community in, in, in American football in the UK that everyone's so welcoming. If you come to Tamworth or go to East Kilbride or go to London Warriors or the Blitz or the Knights or the Aztecs, everyone is so welcome. Yeah. So go and, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter if you go into a Division Two team or Premiership team, go and give it a go. And that's the big important thing, even if you are in slightly advanced age. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the only reason I, I turned out, obviously, it was, it was a a chance uh, Facebook uh, advertisement. But, you know, after going to a couple of games and seeing a couple of people on the sidelines, I think, and I, I compared myself to, you know, I'm similar build and similar similar size to those. So if they can do it, why can't I do it? And then lo and behold, an advertisement came up and then I'm two, I'm two, three sessions into a team that are applying for registration next season. So yeah, I'm, you know, I'm more than motivated to, to put the time in and learn. You know, I know enough about the game for, from what I've watched over the years. Uh, I want to put the time into the gym. I want to eat right and, you know, I want to put my... 100% into it and hopefully I'll get something out of it and, and play you know it'd be a dream to, to, to step out on the field for one game next season um, so yeah hopefully, hopefully hopefully that can that can come to fruition but yeah very much enjoying it so if anyone out there is is, is uh, um and ah about whether or not to, to try it out just, just go and do it because the worst thing that can happen is that it's not for you and you can go try something else but I guarantee you that it'll be it'll be fun it'll be fun uh, putting some helmets on putting some pads on and, and playing with the slinging the rock around Absolutely, and, and you know, look at doublecoverage.com is a great resource for yes. yeah. um, um, who your local teams are. Um, look on Twitter, search for Twitter, um, and find you know local teams. And everyone's more than willing to talk. You know, I'm I'm more than happy to talk football to anyone. Yeah. So follow me on Instagram or Twitter at fastboatcoach. F A S T B O A T C O A C H. Add me, and then you know, build a dialogue, and I can point you in the right direction. Perfect. You've done. You've done all the all the social stuff for me. Yeah. No. I mean, double coverage. Um, we've we've chatted quite a lot on the podcast this week. A lot about the uh, double coverage, and we're we're hoping we've we've just set up a, a fund, a just giving fundraising page to help the guys out there because obviously they're they're a bunch of volunteers and they put a lot of time and effort in. So if we can support them a little bit and help, you know, do what they do, then that that would be uh, just put a bit back into the game if you like, and you know, just to it is a very good map there where you you can you can 
filter out you know women's teams youth teams and all, all that kind of stuff as well so be good to, to help those guys out absolutely absolutely nick wilson town who runs double coverage sites a hard-working guy and yeah. he, he doesn't get half the credit he deserves so uh big up to the double coverage crew yeah no certainly i uh, certainly echo echo those but um yeah i think that that pretty much does it for 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 our interview coach thank you so much for coming on and let's say best of luck uh, I'll, I'll keep a very close eye not only in the result on on sunday but obviously in the playoffs as well and we wish you all the best absolutely thank you thanks for having me on yep We'll, we'll uh, hopefully we'll get we we'll get you on sometime in the future as well just to maybe go over how the how the, the playoffs went uh, or maybe sometime in the, in the future next year or when the, the game is maybe developing a bit more. Anytime, anytime. Always happy to talk ball. Cool. Thanks. Uh, thanks for your time, Coach Scott. We'll speak soon. Bye. Bye. Now I don't know about you, but that was, I felt that was a, a fantastic interview there with one of the greats of the game over here. Uh, it was lovely to get a bit of a knowledge about the university game as well. So obviously, like I say, he says uh, in the interview, the university game is just starting up for the season. So if you are near any universities that play American football, uh, get along and, and just go and yeah, experience the game. Uh, I'll certainly get along to Sterling University and maybe tweet one of those games. But I thoroughly recommend that you get down to a local team and support support the game in in this country if you are a fan it's not all obviously just about the NFL and hopefully you know some of the interviews this week has has kind of captured the imaginations and dare I say inspired maybe some people to at least get down try it out and see see if it's for them and you know it's all about getting out there it's not always about playing football it's not always about playing rugby just try try something new like I say I'm, I'm 32 years old and I played a couple of weeks started playing a couple of weeks ago um so as long as you have you know, don't even need you don't not don't even need a bit of knowledge you know even if you play a bit of madden and you under, understand the, the kind of the concept of the game you have a head start already but certainly some of the uh, players that come down to training for the team that we are uh, that i'm currently training with they they know absolutely nothing about american football so all i all i can suggest and all i can recommend is just get down there get down to a local team try it out See if you like it. If you don't, you can just continue watching it and continue watching Red Zone, uh, which will be with us in a couple of weeks, obviously, with the great Scott Hansen. But that's uh, before we move on to uh, and get you guys out of here. Tomorrow we will have Sheffield Giants head coach uh, Toby Chesters. And, of, of course, um, he was the running backs coach for the GB Lions uh, in the recent tournament over in Finland. And we dig deep all into that and what that kind of looked like and how that all played out over in Scandinavia. So I hope you can join us for that. I really hope you've enjoyed uh, this week's self podcast. It's been nice to put up a podcast every day. Can't guarantee that that's going to be the case going forward for NFL or American football over in the States. But certainly have enjoyed talking to loads of different coaches and getting a bit of insight into into the game behind the scenes, obviously with Roger as well. Um, I, I felt like I've certainly learned a lot from it and I hope you guys have too. That's what this has been all about. And I say if we maybe encourage just the one person to go down and try out for their local team, then I'd like to think that this week uh, this week's set of podcasts have been a success. And um, I say, yeah, we've got final one tomorrow, Sheffield Giants um, with, with Toby Chesters. Hope you can join us for that. Thank you so much for your support and listening. And say if you want to get in touch with us uh, at Full Ten Yards on social media, why not submit a, vo- a voice bite? Um, next week we're going to be returning back to fantasy football. Got a couple of divisional previews to post up, um, and it, of course it's draft season. I've got a couple of drafts to do on Sunday, a dynasty draft and an, uh, a standard IDP league. So looking forward to those. I'll post those teams out as well got a couple of good podcasts coming up next week and um, so keep your eyes peeled for that 
But that is going to do it for today's podcast. Um, let's like say, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, in the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com